Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that measure success. This episode is brought to you by Gear Up Sports, one of the leaders in youth apparel sports, but they also support company attire. With a distributed workforce and gear to stay connected, go to gearupwithus.com. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the uh, gear and swag that we have from Gear Up With Us and all of our podcast guests get something as well from being on the show. Uh, with that, we like to do always a shout out. This shout out is a fun fact. We got the name from the Measure Success podcast from Terrain and from Kenny, who was so kind enough to let us use the Measure Success part, which of course we added in the podcast. And that is our guest today. Um, Kenny Green is the CEO for Terrain Land Surveying. He's a second generation CEO based in Bellevue, Washington, just east of Lake Washington, for those who are familiar from Seattle. He's also a fellow graduate from the University of Washington. Kenny, welcome to the Measure Success Podcast. Carl, good morning to you. Good seeing you. Kenny, this is um, fun doing this in a podcast part because we talk every single week, <laughs> almost on the same part. It's just not recorded. It's just we're doing our normal uh, work stuff. Um, and, and that's what's been a lot of fun working with you. We, we, I just really enjoy seeing what you've been doing and growing the company. Kenny, t- explain to the audience, who is Terrain? What do you do? Hey, Carl. Yeah, um, feeling, feelings mutual. It's been, uh, it's been great working with you over the last couple of years. Well, we're, we're a land surveying only firm. We've been around for, for decades in the last um, 10 years, we've gone through a tremendous evolution in terms of building a, a team around us. Uh, from a land surveying perspective, our, our niche, so to speak, is with developers, uh, architects, uh, building owners. We specialize in what I would call smaller projects. We're a boutique level firm. And the, I would say the project type that we focus on is what makes us the most unique. So I want to go a little bit further back because terrain's not, you know, it's, it's been around for quite a while and, and your dad, your father started the company and like most people who are involved in the construction industry in 2008, things got bad for nearly everybody who was involved. Tell us a little bit about, if you can, about that period and, and what did you do to help get through that, those challenges? Yeah, I, I actually, when I look back on that, I don't, uh, I don't look at it as a negative. You know, at the, at the time, uh, my dad and I had been in business together for approximately a decade. There was no website. We'd actually put together a, a let's just call it a quiet behind the scenes land surveying business. Uh, we had, through that uh, previous decade, put together a, a clientele that, that trusted us and, and called us. But the one thing that we never did, Carl's, we didn't, we didn't really put a team around us. We were a couple of guys working hard. Uh, yes, we did have a few employees at the time. We were, we were really executors. We had never taken a step back in terms of putting together a, what I would call a true business. Uh, 2008 kind of changed that. It was, it was an opportunity. You know, we, we certainly were impacted significantly uh, because of our model, our, our focus on um, smaller single-family residential lots, we were less impacted. But the biggest thing for, for us was 
we we spent a year or two, and for the first time in a decade, we had time to rethink the business. And really, frankly, everything that we are today has come out of 2008, 2009, 2010. Uh, again, even though we'd been in business for a decade, in, in my view, the company essentially started um, around this time frame. You told me about multiple times back then you put in crazy hours to, to get things going, get things moving. So when you were talking about getting it put together, it sounds like it was everything. It was the packaging is the way you serve your clients marketing. So is that when you started to put out a website and actually started to market yourselves towards others? What was that process that you changed to help create terrain the way it is today? Yeah, Carl, I would say the, the, the central concept there starting in 2008, 9, 10 was putting a team of people around us. Yes, we started to focus on marketing a little bit. Yes, we started to you know, get a semblance of some systems. Uh, we were moving into some new office space then. But the core concept was that we knew that if we were going to have impact for clients and build a, a significant business, we were going to need to attract people to the company. You know, before we hadn't thought about that before was it was almost a badge of honor in terms of the hours we worked. You know, I, I do recall the many, many weeks of the 80, 90, 100 hour work weeks. And frankly, it's something that I, quietly at the time, I felt good that I was willing to do it. Looking back, probably unnecessary. And it's because at that time I wasn't thinking about uh, putting a, a team around us. It was just it was more how hard could I work? The, the main thing was the beginning of a team. Kenny, so early in 2020, we started talking together. Why did you reach out to 40 Strategy? What particular problem are you trying to solve back then? When I, you know, a couple of years has gone by quickly, Carl. When I, when I think back that moment in time, I can recall I was visiting a buddy's place in Texas and I'd seen you on LinkedIn and I'm thinking about a, a good client of ours that um, had referred a book to, to me called E-Myth, a phenomenal book. And in that book, it talks about companies that go from essentially an adolescent stage to a more mature stage. And in almost all cases, what uh, predicates that is um, the CEO raising their hand and realizing they need help. At that time, we had gone quietly from a five-person company to a to a 10 and then a 15 and then a 30. And then what was happening was that things that uh, used to work at, at 20 people team, person team, were not working anymore at 30. And I had been following you on LinkedIn and that was my moment to raise my hand and say, hey, there's a lot that I don't know. I need some outside guidance. And uh, as it turns out, it was, a, it, was a, it was a phenomenal decision on my part to do so. I remember when we first met, you're focused on these micro kind of, if you may, I want to fix this one specific unit. And you only wanted to meet, actually, I think it was just with you and Eve. Um, and we ended up expanding it to the broader team. And you said for, for your perspective, that was a really big insight. And it was kind of the beginning of, you say, really integrating your broader team into strategic planning. From your perspective, how was that experience and how did that really change the way you're operating today? It is, uh, it, I, I laugh looking back because again, a couple of years ago, we're sitting in a room, there's, there's roughly 10 of the key people in the firm in there. And, you know, we start, we start sharing information where we're, we're communicating better. 
there's some data points being thrown out. And, and at this moment, I'm looking around the room and I'm realizing that for us to grow the business to a next level, people inside the company are just simply going to have to have information. We're going to need to start to benchmark things. We're going to need to start to understand metrics. Um, and, I, and I would say at a core, we're going to have to get better at communication. And so that uh, when I look back on that, those ori original meetings, the communication component of it was, was very, very important. Ken, it's interesting. One of the things you talked about when getting your team together and you talked about the e-myth, you have really spent a lot of time on, especially in the last two years of reading and going into, uh, matter of fact, you just recommended a book to me that I recommended the first book, the second version of Simple Numbers. How has that really changed the way you've been thinking about the business in strategic planning and making decisions going forward? Well, I'm, I'm a huge believer that just a single thought, a single idea can be built upon. And at the same time, from the standpoint of running a successful business, I'll go back to my earlier comments. I got to a point a few years ago where I, in terms of our industry, we had put together a very nice business, but I also knew very well that there was a ton of stuff I did not know. Uh, you mentioned the, the Simple Numbers book, just got done reading 2.0. It's an account, essentially an accounting level book. If you'd gone back a couple of years ago, I would never think in those terms. I know one of the uh, concepts in another book that I'm a huge fan of, Scaling Up, they talk about two core disciplines that are very underestimated in growing companies. One is accounting and one is marketing. And in those two areas, we're at its infancy right now. And, and if I don't, you know, get input in those areas, if I don't get guidance, if I don't get my head around it, then it's unlikely to, to grow. And so uh, the reading to me is, is critical. Yeah, no, it's been, I, I think I was, I was blown away when you shared with me, knowing of course, being a CFO background that I have, and you were like, Carl, I read Simple Numbers 2.0. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> it was so exciting. So I actually had to order it myself and I, I'm getting ready to go through it as we go through our next sessions of, of once again, continue to grow. Let's talk a little bit internally about terrain. One of the things you, you get so excited about is you actively recruit to get new employees to be a part of your culture. You go into LinkedIn and you try to find the right people. I think Terrain's a pretty special place. What to you makes Terrain special? Well, I would focus on a, a couple things. Um, one is the kind of clients that we serve, the project types. You know, from a, from a let's just call it a, a, a discipline level, technically what we do, one of the powerful models that we went down many, many years ago is that we take the people that got into the land surveying business that love the technical part of it. We allow them to focus almost all their time on those technical things. The, from a project management standpoint, from a sales component, we would all recognize those are very important functions. But for the most part, we, we remove those from people that got into the business for the technical uh, part of it. And so that's been something that I think has been a big plus for us in terms of recruiting people to the company. The, the other part is, I would say, on the soft skill end of things, we are a focused company, um, but we, we understand what redlining is. We have, we have no desire to, for instance, have a phenomenal month or a phenomenal quarter, we truly internally feel as though we are building something that's meant to be around for many, many decades. And as such, um, we've created an environment that, again, although it's focused, 
is still uh, is a still a fun place to come into each day. What I loved about what you brought up is it, it's interesting because, as you know, I'm a huge strengths finder fan, and we've we've used it at at terrain. But what you've been doing naturally is you realize is when people are doing what they love the best, they're going to be more effective at it. And you've effectively you've created these learning expert kind of areas of expertise which pass along from group to group so they could spend most of their time doing the stuff they love as opposed to doing what typically we do, which is doing what we love for like five to 10% of the time and have to do everything else. You know, all the other processes, if you may, to help deliver something in this case, a survey, right. To help make sure that your clients have it. Let's talk about growing a team again. We're talking about StrengthsFinder. What are the challenges of growing a team, you know, getting it away from just being yourself and, and what have you learned and what are the things you're going to continue to look forward on to continuing to develop a great team in the future and recruiting new people into the company? Now, I was, um, I'm saying e-myth a few times in this conversation, Carl. I happen to be rereading it probably a third or fourth time in the last few days. And so forgive me, it's in my, in my mind right now. But there, there was a line in there that talked about a CEO's job being to prepare the company for the weight of growth. And when I think about that, I'm, I'm weighted heavily to leadership and management. It, it's, it's one thing to um, have people come into the company and, and, and be good at what they do. And we're delivering a good product for, for our clients. It's another thing to have a, a, a level of management, a level of leadership to serve those people. It's super important to me that uh, communication structures we put together so that on a one-to-one basis, at least weekly, we have a management structure checking in. How are people doing? How can they help? What are the roadblocks? How do we get through that? Before, essentially, we would have a whole bunch of people just working hard. And, and don't get me wrong, we had a good time, but I began to notice a couple years ago that if I did not put these communication structures in place, again, from a servant standpoint, that we were probably not going to be able to go to the next level. And so again, long answer your question, but it's, it's, um, it's management and, and leadership. So how, in your opinion, do you measure success at terrain? Well, I'd say a couple of things here. One, one is impact. One is impact. And, and let's just take, let's just take it from a, a client perspective. The, on an increasing basis, we are understanding the value we bring. Um, there's a speed component um, you know, we're the only company that has scaled up our operation through these smaller projects. And so measuring impact is through the ability to have a, let's say, a successful developer that is concurrently trying to land 17 projects. Maybe they've got town, townhomes in Bellevue or they're building single family uh, spec homes all over Bellevue, Seattle. Our ability to concurrently um, handle that component for them. The surveying component is huge. And so I would say number one, um, from a client standpoint, that's how we, how we measure success. The, the, the second part would be internally and, and granted per my earlier comments, it's something that we're, we're working on. We're getting better in no way, shape or form. Do we have in perfect internal metrics, but I, I would just start by saying general happiness you know, it's my team would laugh hearing these comments, but in whether we're recruiting people, whether they're uh, organic ad hoc conversations in the office, I'm a huge fan of or a believer in, in happiness factor. 
you know, and so that's that's something that we're at a minimum attuned to, and and certainly are building on on top of that to track that at a deeper level. And and what's what's fun about what you talked about is these kind of being side activities of of who the company is. You've had just even the past couple of years I've worked with it, you've had significant top line and bottom line growth. You know, by I I think by focusing on the right things, being more having been more purpose-driven on, on these specific objectives, these specific goals, working on the people side. Um, I've been very impressed, Kenny, by what you've done over the past couple of years. And I think what I'm more excited about is what you said is this is not just about developing something right now, but it's about developing something for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And, um, and so that's, anyway, so I just want to say congratulations to you for you and your team's effort to getting where you've gone so far. Yeah. I thank you, Carl. You, you know, uh, I appreciate that. And, in my, uh, in my view, yes, we have made great progress. Um, I also feel like we're just, we're just getting going. There's a, there's a great video that I, I think I sent to the team maybe a month or so ago, and just it talks about a tip of the iceberg. And it, 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 it does feel like we're just barely see the tip of the iceberg right now, but there's, underneath it, there's a tremendous foundation that's being put together. And it's gonna be interesting to see where we go over the next number of years. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now I like to flip it over to the the, the personal side. I remember being things like, "Do you eat lunch?" And you're like, "No, I'm fasting." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you like isn't that you were like turning up the heat till I was like I feel like is in Miami <laughs> in, your, in your room. You you have some really good habits that you do on a, on a personal basis to help keep your motor going, to help keep yourself. As you know, I like to share with all my audience members things that owners, CEOs, leaders do on a regular basis to help keep their body and their mind going so they can stay attuned. Can you share with our audience some of the habits that you do to um, keep yourself on top of your game? Well, a, a couple come to my mind. You know, of course, we've been talking about reading in and out through this conversation. That's something that historically, if you go back more than a couple of years ago, historically would be um, not very often. And so I read consistently, probably not as much as I should or would like to, but it's every day. You know, I, I have a habit. I, I do some form of reading every morning, um, certainly on the weekend. I know that um, not perfect in this area as well, but uh, from an eating standpoint, you know, I've realized if I don't take care of my body from just an eating standpoint, I just don't have the energy. I don't have the, well, just, it just, it just impacts other areas of my life if I don't do that. So the, the two that I would say are eating, uh, eating habits and, and reading. For those, once again, we're not going to go into a bunch of details, but you know, you ha have lovely family you shared with me many times and, and things going on. I'm kind of curious from your perspective, you have your business, your life, you have a family business, right? You know, working with your dad all these years. I'm curious, how do you measure success in your, in your personal life? I would say a couple, couple words come to mind is, is, is closeness and connection. You know, that, that's something that Right. When I think back to, you know, we were mentioning 2008, 2009, 2010 earlier, and I made a comment about working 80, 100 hours a week. Again, at the time, that felt like I just, that's what needed to have, have happened. But there is a cost that comes with that. There is. And, and you know, I'm very uh, thankful that over the years, I figured that out and freeing myself up to have time for my, my family and that, you know, it's, have conversations every day, that closeness, that connection, that those two things are, are extremely important. 
Yeah, I love that. Well, Ken, we've been one of the questions all my guests I like to ask about is what book would you recommend? And of course, you've mentioned several of them um, today during the podcast. You can mention several if you want again, but what, what is something that you think you, know, you definitely have to read if you haven't read it before? The one that I, keeps coming to mind for me is uh, Scaling Up, <laughs> Turn Varnish. And maybe, maybe it's just because that's the intersection of where terrain is right now and it's uh, business evolution. But there's just so much valuable information in there in terms of what it takes for a company to go from one level to the next. And so there's been many, many good books I've read over the last year, but that particular one does, does stand out. Yep. Yep. No, it's a great book. Absolutely. So Kenny, where can people learn more about where can they find terrain and, and learn more about you and the company? Of course, on our, our website, terrain.net. I've got a LinkedIn profile as well. So those, those two areas we can be found. Absolutely. And for those who are listening, it's T-E-R-R-A-N-E at terrain.net if you want to learn more about them. Kenny, it has been so much fun to be able to do this and record. It is uh, so exciting to have you on here. As I said, we, we have regular conversations, but this is just a recorded one. But uh, thank you so much for being on the Measure Success Podcast. Likewise, Carl. It's been a, been a pleasure. And to all our audience, wishing you the very best and measuring your success. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.